I have the pleasure to introduce my good friend, Dr. Rohaiza Yun. Dr. Rohaiza Yun is our Deputy Director General of Medical Development. He actually was just retired less than a month ago. I'm sure you, you have seen him every day with, uh, beside that Tansri DG in the press conference. Because we miss him so much, we call him back to work. So he is now uh, on contract and uh, came back on the 6th of August and uh, now working as a Deputy Director General of Medical Development. Dr. Rohaizad is a public health specialist and specialized in the area of health management, health financing and health economics. He has been the deputy DG in the, three, uh, the division of public health before, and now he is very, very. Uh, he contributes a lot in medical development. Uh, without further ado, I would like to invite uh, Dr. Rohaizad to present the plenary two, which is a holistic hospital preparedness strategies against implement impending COVID nineteen tsunami. Ready for the worst, striving for the best. The floor is yours, Dr. Rohaizad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Selamat pagi, salam sejahtera, salam sihat. Yang bahagia Datuk Dr. Goh Pipin, Director of NIH and also as moderator of this session. Yang bahagia Datuk Dr. Chong, uh, Deputy DG of Public Health, from participant, from representative from CRES Malaysia, from CRM, all senior uh, clinicians, all specialists, all researchers, pharmacists, dentists, medical officers, staff nurses, PPP, a lot health sciences, all uh, personnel, and all who are watching this, this session. Thank you. And uh, my presentation is about hospital readiness. And this is my flow of presentation. Very quickly, uh, touch about item one, whereby item two, quite a number of them has been elaborated by, Dato, uh, by Tan Sri Diji and by Dato, Dr. Chong. And I'll focus more on hospital. How do we, how did we do? And I think you have seen this slide earlier. If you realize, we are basically somewhere like here, situation two. And we are like situation two, whereby uh, we have the peak, and is still the COVID cases are still high. And what is what I intend to show here is that the stress to hospital side. If you look at here, this is very very stressful. We need to identify bait for that. And again, now the cases are still still present in Malaysia, and uh, this is has this has been mentioned earlier. the The key point here is that in December, December uh, uh, last year, we already prepared our hospital already prepared to 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 get ready for the outbreak of of COVID nineteen next. And you look at here, we learn from Wuhan. Yeah, we will learn from Wuhan. We, I think the beauty is that we got it later. So we learn from Wuhan how basically Wuhan tackle and manage hospital uh, during the, 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 the outbreak. Uh, just it is, it is basically a reality whereby January, as I mentioned earlier, December last year, the, it was notified by China, WHO. January, we already prepared. And again, followed by February, we met the, uh, the press conference. We already ready eh, for whatever eventualities. And uh, I think you can see this, this illustration. Many uh, months ago, we were here on the uh, left-hand column. And after that, we did very well. Instead of we are here, we, they positioned us on the right-hand side here. And whereby we among, among the best country in the world who get less number of COVID and less number of deaths. Eh? This is the illustration how good 
our hospital is in managing COVID. Next. And uh, I think all of you know about this. And I just want to highlight that how did we do our story in hospital setting? Eh, in, you can see here, the moment we got the, the first detected on 24th January, hospital already doing very active uh, training. We, we mobilize resources. We only already prepare for the worst. And after that, you see, absence of cases in five days. Eh? And after that, second wave. During second wave, and then we can see the peak, 26 February, GLC, uh, uh, cluster GLC, followed by cluster Sri Pataling. And you must remember, you must remember during 25th February until 9 March, we don't have prime minister, we don't have the cabinet, only prime minister alone. And we don't have deputy prime minister, no health minister, only DG of health around. And based on previous decision of the cabinet, only one of these four person can make decision. Imagine during this two week period is very, very stressful, not only to hospital setting for the country as a whole. And you can see the impact on our health system. And after that MCO, and then this MCO is very, very important because as you remember cluster uh, Sri Pataling, a spike of cases, the question is that, are we ready with our hospital? How much, how long that we need to get ready our hospital into equipment and so on. So MCO is very, very important. And this is first time ever in Malaysia, we implement MCO and it helped us. Of course, at that time, I think you all remember and many people critic and not happy that we implemented MCO. But now we can see what is the outcome. And now 10 June, eh, after that recovery, I think we can see that again, we got several cluster next. And uh, this is very important, yeah? The slide very important, shifting of the government. Shifting of the government, but we, clinician, public health specialists and so on, with or without government, with the leadership of Tan Sri DG, we go ahead, we fight, we fight, we manage COVID in our hospital. Because all of us, technical people, eh, at all level, at uh, program perubatan, at state level and hospital, uh, basically uh, our, our, our concern is about, about patient care and our priority also our hospital staff and so on. So I think you can see that. Next, this is our secret. And you have seen this slide. You have seen this slide, but let's see. Let's see, the, look at it differently. Eh? You just imagine, uh, you look at cluster executive and you call it there, cluster Sri Pataling. Yeah? Suddenly we can see a lot of cases. The question is that, how did we do? Are we at that time, you just imagine, eh? just imagine down there, you can see the date. Yeah, imagine how, uh, how did we do to mobilize sudden surge of cases, sudden surge of cases. This is real tremendous, tremendous stress to our hospital, stress to our specialists. And uh, you know that how many ID specialists we had all over Malaysia? how many positions that, that, I mean, our generalists that able to help us, how many, uh, how many um, our intensives and so on. So you can see, you can see the, the, the after cluster Sri Pataling, that is real, real stress to our hospital. Next, you can see the, on the right hand side, the cluster Siva Ganga and, and, and again, cluster Tawau. And, it's, it's, and then this is to, to share with you the feeling how did, how did we do? How did our hospital people, eh, our hospital staff manage COVID and treat COVID and so on next? And I think you have seen what we mentioned by uh, JP Morgan and Mir. Mir predicted 10,000 cases of COVID uh, in mid-April and JP Morgan 6,003. My question is that, 
if 6,003 cases predicted by Morgan will become a reality. We all, Program Perubatan, must get ready with 6,300 beds. How do we do that? Are we going to do like other countries, simply discharge non-COVID patients from the ward? No, the answer is no. The answer is no. Although what happened during that day, what JP Morgan predicted did not materialize. I think because what we did, public health side, hospital side, and the number did not reach 6,003. Again, when they predicted this, 6,003 beds are required and we have to keep this patient for 14 days. My God, are we ready? It's a huge problem. Yeah. So that why, that's why you know, the CPRC program Probatan monitor every day hospital status and so on next. And you can see, this is this our modeling and the blue one, if SOP is followed and the red one is, is SOP not followed. So based on this modeling, I think Malaysia and particularly the hospital division, the hospital side, the medical program need to be alert. We hope the modeling remain blue, not the red one, because it is really, really put the stress on our hospital side. And imagine, eh, we are not only managing COVID, we have to manage non-COVID. That's why you look at this slide, we have been shown by our previous speakers, DG and also Dato Chong, hospital CPRC is very vital. And down there, hospital operation. We manage this one every day. We monitor which hospital, uh, how, many, how many more beds left? How do we mobilize resources? How we mobilize uh, the um, equipment and so on? So hospital CPRC and hospital operation room are very vital. We monitor daily because you remember, we do not know. Eh? We do not know whether 6,003 will come or maybe what Mia predicted, 10,000 cases will appear. That is real killing us. I think you all know that in other countries, eh, overseas, they ventilate patients at the corridor. One ventilator shared by three to five patients. And in other hospitals, they don't care. They just discharge non-COVID patients. So a patient die at home. So we do not want that happen to our hospital patient. Next, and look at here. What are our hospital strategies? Four main strategies. And repeatedly during our daily briefing, our webinar with our specialists, with public, private, with uh, Angkatan Terentera, with IJN, with private hospital and so on. Number one, clinical care for COVID patients. Improve care, reduce mortality, increase curative, increase curative. This is our objective. We do it every day. Number two, our mission in hospital, in hospital site, medical program, protect healthcare workers. Never, ever allow our healthcare workers get COVID in managing COVID cases in our hospital. You know, you see the other countries, so many doctors, nurses died while managing COVID cases. But we are happy in Malaysia, not a single healthcare workers infected by COVID in COVID ward. They do get COVID in, uh, they do when they have, they went for gathering, they went abroad and so on, but none. So this is very, very important number two, yeah. You must keep our healthcare workers, the momentum, the morale and so on. And number three, service continuity. We care. Never, ever, eh, never, ever look down at our non-COVID cases. Our non-COVID cases, particularly our hemodialysis patient, yeah? our cancer patient, patient-patient who need surgery, we cannot jeopardize that. And number four, very important. If we do well, our health industry, our local manufacturer, the public will benefit. So whatever we do in hospital setting, you know, the moment we manage to uh, treat more patients, 
create confidence, more industries will be open. Yeah, will be open, and people will get income and so on. So these are four main broad strategies that been mentioned to all our healthcare workers. And then we have webinar every day, almost every day with TPK and Prubatan, with Pengarah Hospital, with Clinician Next. And what did we do? I think we have seen this slide. Our screening hospital, 56, as soon as the uh, Wuhan last year, December mentioned, we already created, uh, we already developed 26 treating hospital. And we have 56 screening hospital, and remember our lab, eh, six lab, and very few hospitals able to uh, isolate, uh, to do the testing. But what has been done, IMR already did uh, this, the, the work, even during early January. Even during early January, they have done that. And you can see that early containment, 25th January, we did not wait. We did not wait. Yeah? From 56 screening hospitals, we increased to 59. We want more accessibility. Everybody, all patients, yeah, from everywhere, they can do screening. And now we can see from 59, 120 hospitals can do screening because well, we, we, had, we cannot expect like last time when MCO screening only can be done in one, uh, that 59 hospital. During MCO, they cannot move. So we increase that and the capacity. Treating hospital from 26, 32, 40, and and now we have 40, including uh, our university hospital. They, are, they help us. In terms of bed, I told you, 1,661 bed. We have worked very, very hard. If JP Morgan prediction become reality, we will not be able to, 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 to treat the patient. You can see that's why from 1,661 bed, quickly we increase to double it to 3,000 and then 5,000. And you, you look at down there, down there, low risk low risk treating and quarantine center because we know some patient majority of patient are asymptomatic and mild so we need that uh, pusat quarantine ber, uh, berisiko rendah and we develop that you see almost 4000 bed so this is how how do we do so uh, then meaning all complicated patient will be treated in our hospital all the mild cases will be treated in our quarantine center as i mentioned to you earlier the title we must prepare Prepare for the worst, of course. Eh? Prepare, ready for the worst, and strive for the best. No choice. You can see that. Even eh, during last uh, late containment, we developed my app. We developed my app, and my app hospital. Uh, we learned from 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 China. China took ten days. We did it in in three days. And you look at the lab. Our hospital now eighteen hospitals. Eighteen hospitals are able to do uh, COVID testing. On top of that, we have other labs, MKA and armies and private, all together, 58. So you can see, this, these are very, very vital in managing COVID. Hospital bed, ventilators, and then, and then the lorry center, lab, and so on. And I think on top of that, ventilators, you can see, we double, it, we double the number. We cannot take ventilators from non-COVID patients. Because non-COVID also need to be given uh, priority for treatment, yeah? And you can see that, how did we do in hospital setting? We manage patient properly. You can see uh, the red color, number of patient admitted, and then we discharge uh, the green one. You can see we dis treat discharge, meaning we did it very, very well. A lot of patient been treated, and a lot of patient be discharged. Mortality rate is low. And by doing this, now we reduce stress to our hospital side. 
we reduce stress to our staff. Yeah, you see, you can, we have to mobilize staff from all over. They have wife, they have husband, they are working here and there. You know, you know at that time, you can see even some of the staff, you know, they have to take care of their family. So we at Minisi, we have to look after that, you know, not only looking after the patient, look at my, what I mentioned to you earlier, uh, strategy number one, strategy number two, strategy number three. Number two is healthcare workers, eh? the boost confidence and so on. What are our secrets in hospital management? Solid management, solid governance, and our leadership in crisis. We make evidence-based as well as value-based and strategic planning that are vital. Yeah? I think this is, I thank everybody here. I think we all thank the clinician, we thank the everybody, not only ID, but also generalists, uh, general medicine, and then radiologist, surgeon, everybody. I think solid governance, we all work together. And if you look at hospital, Sungai Buloh, even everybody managing COVID, yeah? And they, even though the surgeon, they are different, they are all help us in managing COVID. Next, and look at that. I think this is not what I said. This is what been reported by, by the Asia this week in Asia 26 February. The political situation, although it was very turmoil at that time, but our capacity, our capacity, this has been written leadership in MOH, eh, uh, led by our DG of Health, able to, to, to manage COVID. I think, and then he mentioned, we work as a team, yeah, we work as a team, and it is not only him. Uh, you just, if you remember, he quoted me like a panglima, but I would say that uh, in, in war, in the war, we need ketua panglima, but, and we have many other panglima managing public health, managing research, managing hospital, but remember, this panglima cannot work alone, because why? We have the pendeka. Under Pendeka, we have Hulu Balang and Laska. I here thanks all the Pendeka who stay with us, the frontliner, backliner, they right, rather die with us just to fulfill our mission to attack COVID. Thank you to all of them. Next. And you can see that the, the slide, this is how did we do in hospital setting. And then we get help from non-government organization, get help from private sector. Private sector loan us 71 ventilators, very, very short. And then some of them work with us, hospital universities, UKM, UM, USM, help us in managing COVID, police di Raja Malaysia, and also NATMA, Bomber, MKN, and all that. They help us, particularly if you look at in, in uh, my hospital, it's a like one-stop center, we got everything. So the teamwork in hospital setting management is basically, these are the things, yeah. We are not basically alone. So that, thanks God, uh, with that, and working together, help us in managing COVID. Next. And uh, see, leadership in crisis and anchor in the storm. Imagine uh, Glombang, yeah? that's why I put the word tsunami. In that very, very huge tsunami, you do not know your future at, at the middle of the ocean, but no, we, we managed to, to sail safely. Yeah? And um, okay, next, and this is very important. What did we do in the hospital? Doing the impossible. Together, everyone achieve, eh? achieve more as a team. We have to influence people. We are competing for the less and fostering trust, service, service above, above ourselves. I think these are the trust in hospital management. Next, let's see, doing the impossible. Eh? We never do MCO Act 342, we did it. We managed Sripatalin cluster, flatten the curse, the curve. And I, you look, look at right side, Pusat Quarantine, eh? dan rawatan COVID berisiko rendah in Miami. And we did it in three days. We did it in three days. 
we are basically uh, putting that on the on the world arena. And look at the middle. Look at the middle. Eh? And then Dato Ish, Dato Isham, but that time Dato with me. We have dialogue with public group. Eh? How to help us? And look at that. Reduce all this doing the impossible. Reduces the stress to hospital stating. Enable our hospital for readiness. Because we cannot clone Dr. Suresh, Dato Mahiran, you know. We cannot clone too many of Dato, uh, Dr. Lech. We cannot clone Dr. Melo and so on and, Dr. And, and all that. So we need to get ready. So all this, eh, we are doing basically the impossible. And thanks God, we managed. Eh? Ne next. And uh, together, eh, together, uh, everyone, eh, we will achieve more as a team and we get help from everybody. And, and this is basically indirectly help our hospital preparedness. You can see, even Duria Manwir Paduka Baginda Agong Pumalawat Hospital, he almost cried when he looked at our staff at, at front uh, backliners doing all the job. So together we help, and I mentioned to you earlier, even we get help from, from the uh, Red Crescent and so on, and then look at down there PPE. That's the key point, PPE. When we, when we meet the enemies, we must have the weapon. No, without weapon, no, we cannot. Then over here, down there, we need the weapon and then we need the shield. So this can see they all work together very, very hard. Next, then competing for the last. That is really, really horrible. All over the world requires ventilators. All over the world require PPE. You can see that. You can look at that. Buying PPE online for care sector like the Wild West. This is reality. How can? I, I cannot, I cannot, no, medical program cannot stand. We cannot look at our, our, our uh, dashboard. One of the hospital, the PPE can last for one day and can last for two days. That is crazy. If my daughter basically working at that hospital, you know, how do you feel? So that is real tricky. So we are basically competing for the last. This is a real thing. We have to do pembelian, uh, uh, pembelian darurat. We have to convince the top government that this is the way to go. And look at down there, global need for PPE like Wild West and down there, this is not what I said. This has been written by news. Eh? Malaysia searching N95 alternative of US block export. This is already mentioned by Malay Mail, 14 April. Look, this is putting stress to our hospital staff. How can they treat patients without PPE? So, you no, know, it's really, uh, the, the, I think the government has done, has done very good in managing this. Uh, we will share it uh, shortly later. Next. And then fostering trust and amid chaos. People said, what is this Malaysia? Eh, can you manage COVID hospital? Do we have enough specialists? Can, how can we do? No confidence to MOH. We they, they don't have confidence to MOH. They all blame us. We, they, 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 they don't respect us. And then what happened? And then we didn't respect even our healthcare workers become you know, losing their morale. So uh, fostering trust will create confidence to the rakyat and our capacity. You can see our high cure rate, low mortality that give us, you no. Know, everybody talk about that. See, Malaysia did very well. And Han Riot Trust to MOH, we influence them. And then that's why we can use that to wear PPE, SOP and so on. And then adequate trained healthcare personnel at all level hospital care. And then we created adequate bed, ICUs, ventilator, PPE and the drug and the medicine. Okay, next. This is what we do. Service above ourselves. Sacrifice of hospital staff. You know, they have to wear PPE. You cannot wear more than four hours. You can sweat like hell and you get infection. 
So that's why I think we did very well until even Malaysia was selected by the in a global mega research for possible COVID-19 cure. This is what I did not I said this will be reported. You can see service about cell. They after they 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 work in a the hospital, they want to go home, they think twice. They have to take shower or they need to go back. Some of them they don't go back, they stay in the hotel. You see, service above cell. I think it's not only frontliners, but also involve backliners. But I think the morale and the booster. Uh, the morale we give, we make sure the morale is still high. Medical program, anchor, anchor in the storm I mentioned to you earlier. Strategic communication, very vital. Eh? Program perubatan every day or every two, three days, video conferences. And then not including infographic WhatsApp group. We created, I think, 11 WhatsApp group with lab, with uh, uh, ID group, with private hospital, with IJN and so on. And uh, we constantly communicate with them, reduce anxiety. And then the governor, you know that. And then medical resources, eh? uh, medical resources in terms of equipment. And then workforce, need this one we had to mobilize within short period of time. Imagine eh, during the cluster Sri Petaling, you got to mobilize all over Malaysia. Within the state initially, then all over Malaysia. And then hospital operation and data. These are basically uh, what we did, yeah? our strategic planning. What did we do? Just to, to, to give you some feeling, we monitor this hospital bed very daily basis. We monitor daily basis and down there, pre-op screening, we monitor it. It's like uh, the, the surveillance, we monitor it very, very closely on your right hand side. PPE, we monitor. We do not want that any hospital like of, of this is what we did. Yeah? Next. And data, daily monitoring of healthcare workers, fast remedial action. As I mentioned to you down there, no hospital staff get COVID in COVID what during managing COVID. Look at other countries. Like other countries. A doctor died in managing COVID. Not enough PPE, but not in Malaysia. But some of them got COVID outside. And then we have to, we have to close some of the, uh, the, 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 the low, that particular area, but we do not close the service. We relocate. We relocate. We don't close the service. We relocate to other things. And then after that, like in Putrajaya Hospital, uh, this, uh, one of the staff got COVID from outside. So the hospital had to be, hospital staff need to be quarantined. This put stress to hospital staff. So we had to mobilize resources to, from other, other department. And remember, this, the staff who have been quarantined, we had to find the conducive quarantine place for them. And you remember, remember, yeah, when they are quarantined, how about their husband? How about their wife or their kid? And we need to prepare press statement whenever hospital staff get infection, and whenever some uh, like ED inspected in Teluk Intan and so on. So this is basically very, very crucial. And we monitored it gradually. It is not just monitoring. Look at that. Fast remedial action. I remember when presented to, uh, during morning national supremacy by DG, presenting data are basically useless. All data are basically useless. But the ability to use data for management and decision making, these are powerful. Merely presenting data basically no use to us. So presenting data is for remedial action. This is what we did. Yeah. Next, we are continuously doing that. And look at data. You can see that we monitor every day. Next, and look at that. Another slide. Yeah. This one I almost cry. Imagine some hospital it can only last for one day. And then look at uh, next slide. Some hospital. Eh. You can look at Sandakan and then look at Likas and then at that time Labuan. And then in one occasion, you know that there is no, uh, no airline going to Sabah, Sarawak. 
So how are we going to get the supply? So this is very, very, uh, it will stress to our, ourselves. You know, as I mentioned to, to you earlier, uh, we are doing the impossible. We cannot accept that. We bargain to everybody until we talk to Panglima Angkatan Tentera and they provided us with a special flight at minimum two weeks, uh, minimum twice per week. And it can accommodate three tons eh, of anything that you can send to Sabah, Sarawak and remote areas. So again, data, very important in making decision for remedial action and never say no, never say no, doing the impossible. Here, you can see our ordinary hospital, four type of hospital. During COVID, we developed four types of hospital. Number one, become fully COVID, treating nothing else, COVID, COVID, and COVID. Basically, all the complicated cases. On top of that, we have hybrid COVID, eh? meaning treat COVID cases, complicated one. Also, we treat non-COVID. And number three, we never ever leave our non-COVID patient. We have non-COVID hospital. And as I mentioned to you earlier, number four, we have a lot of this uh, uh, asymptomatic and, and uh, mild COVID. We manage in low-risk quarantine and treatment center. These are the key points. Eh? When we isolate them, not like in some countries, they don't isolate, and then they only treat the complicated one. All these patients who, low, uh, who, who has low, uh, very few uh, asymptomatic and mild symptoms transmit the disease to others. But it did not happen in Malaysia. Why? Number four, we keep them. We keep them, we isolate them for 14 days. This is our story, yeah? And procurement, darurat, never ever know, I never ever say no. Look at that, the, the one that you can see on, on, at the middle. I just want to show you, to you, yeah, the ventilators. Initially, they buy ventilator on normal way. But after that, what happened? They already bought the ventilators, but it was trended in, in some countries. Why? No flight. No flight. And can you imagine if the prediction by JP Morgan became reality, become reality, a disaster to us. So again, doing the impossible, never say no. So we get special, special flight to bring back our ventilators. And down there, we buy PPE, we buy the, the ventilators like, you no know, buying like booking Agoda, blinking, blinking. The moment you are slow, it will be bought by other countries. So we get permission, buy this equipment, buy the devices without the equipment arrive. It's like Agoda and Tribago. If we are late, it will be bought by other countries. Remember, not only Malaysia suffering with this, all over, all over the world. So, and they allow that. How do, how do we do that? We have to influence. We must influence, we must show that the important, doing the impossible. Next. Next. And what happened? Hospital operation. We develop a lot and a lot of guidelines. We create confidence, we create guideline, we transmit to everybody. How to manage Sari, how to manage the, uh, uh, the ILI and so on. And then make sure everybody follows. And on your left hand side, we monitor daily, all the hospital performance, how many beds left and so on. And then it is, it is basically uh, the, the task of, of, of our staff, yeah? Next, the same thing, guideline. We have distributed the guideline, not only to MOH, but to private hospital, to IJN, army, and also universities. And this, we monitor hospital operation, yeah, hospital bed. I mentioned to you earlier, carefully, a very careful uh, illustration, a very careful analysis for remedial action, for strategies. It's not, it's, we, we did not discuss this just for the sake of looking at data. No, not the way. Next. And uh, hospital operation, next. And uh, again, hospital workforce. Imagine 
we have to hire, doing the impossible, hire from outside, get all the retired healthcare workers. We have not done it before. So we did it, yeah? We could look at it. This is what we did in the hospital setting. Next. And uh, medical resources, you can see that, yeah? Uh, we get resources from other countries, uh, help us. Eh? Next. And the governance is very important. The governance is one of the most important. And then because of that, you can see Malaysia among top five globally to have successfully contained COVID-19. Look at right side. Malaysia respond COVID-19 building preparedness for search capacity testing and containment have been praised. Malaysia have been really successful. All these are all are success story. You can see all these are success stories. Malaysia second in the COVID-19 fight success because the ability of our specialists, our our nurses, our allied health sciences, everybody. Eh? particularly in the hospital setting is as I'm in hospital in managing COVID. Next. And the strategic communication, very, very vital. Eh? This is how we use this to influence people, to influence our staff, to boost them. Next. And again, strategic communication, Prime Minister Agong and Datuk DG. Next. How this is the power of influence. Eh? How do we influence that we need to purchase things according to Darurat. We need to say no. Meaning, we cannot get the supply from outside. The answer is no. We must get the supply. We must get the chloroquine and so on. We cannot say no. Next. And here, you can see that strategic communication, very vital. How basically all this enable to influence. This one, we talk to all the Menteri Besar. We talk to them how we influence them eh? to make sure they help us. Eh? Indirectly, we reduce the stress to our hospital and our hospital staff. Next. Again here, strategic communication, very, very vital. Next. And even go back, go back. And you can see that uh, on, on your left-hand side. Eh? And I was in Datuk DG eh, with Songko, you know, you know pity us, you no, know, no raya for us, you know. <laughs> no raya. We work 24 hours, uh, uh, seven days per week. And they start as early as this one. And raya was where to work. This was the reality. We must tell the public, the world, our success. Eh? United of Malaysian, the success in committing COVID in Malaysia, and have been, have been rated one of the best uh, in Asian region in managing COVID. Next. And this is the illustration. Because of that, many sectors now can be open. And because of that, and people really praise our MOH for helping them. Otherwise, if you look at other countries, uh, they are really chaotic. And I mentioned to you earlier regarding the hydrochloroquine. You know, we want to buy hydrochloroquine at that time. And then um, we cannot get the supply, lucky. And we, we have G2G with India. Lucky after we sign. And in India got got the sudden outbreak. If we don't sign, we not get we will not get the supply of hydrochloroquine. Always think outside the box. Think something worse will come, and then we are prepared for the best. Next, the every uh, the very essence of leadership is that you have to have vision, and you can blow blow an uncertain trumpet. This is what uh, Theodore mentioned. The central focus of our action was the health and safety of every Malaysian, including our healthcare workers. Next, and you can see that. I think this is a very nice illustration. Even uh, Incredible Hulk also cannot stand with COVID-19. And even Superman, you can see that. But this is reality. Next. And uh, tribute to our healthcare workers. Next. And uh, our frontliners work very, very hard. Yeah? And we respect them. They help us. And don't forget backliners. Backliners are all the staff who work as early as 5 a.m. Preparing the data. Preparing the data as early as 5 a.m. And by 7.30, by 6.30 6 or 7 o'clock, all the data must be ready and 
and before 7.30, our first meeting with minister, uh, we already prepared something. Because backliners is, is are the one who prepare the strategies. We prepare the data, we must know where the enemies are, what sort of weapon we need to do. All these, the strategies come from backliners. From these strategies, then we send to frontliners, where they have to go, where they want to do MCO, where they want to do TMCO, where they want to do this testing. So backliners, frontliners, all of you are play very equal role in managing COVID, particularly in hospital setting, which under the under my portfolio. Next. Thank you. All our hero, we love you all. We got this and, and please, we got this and please, please stay safe. This is not what I said. Next. Uh, last and not least, the limits last said, Dukumukudu, Temakase, love all of you. Thank you very much, Dr. Haizat. Very touching talk and uh, thank you for sharing all this information. Even though uh, many of us participants of this conference are Ministry of Health staff, there are many things that you share with us that we do not know. And uh, we, must, we are so glad. Uh, so uh, again, thank you for your leadership and the hospital preparedness. You can see that even though the number uh, is small, what we are very glad to hear also that the number of that is also very small. We are very proud of our achievement and through your, your sharing of this uh, talk, we know more about just the secrets of our success. Many times when the NIH researcher have a, a video conference or Zoom talk with uh, collaborators from other countries, they want to do about collateral damage, they want to do project about how many people miss a chemotherapy or renal dialysis and we said no, we have a very uh, well uh, strategized uh, hospital uh, sharing of tasks and our non-COVID patients are not affected. They were very surprised, seriously. And then I realized, oh, I thought many countries will do that. So, uh, Dr. Rohaizad, thanks again for your sharing and thank, thank all you, your staff who uh, sacrificed so much. Not only no hurry, Raya, cannot go home uh, for some of them and certainly uh, we, we know better is not over. Uh, and we are so glad that you're back in this uh, fighting together for the success of blowing uh, um, or even eliminating COVID-19 soon. Thank you. Thank you, Dato. Thank you to all. Love yes. you all. Me too. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank, thank you. you.